Welcome to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about our one reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here's Roberta. Welcome to Seek Reality. I'm Roberta Grimes and I'm delighted that you're with us today. You know, one question I'm often asked, and probably at this point it's more frequently asked than any other question in this field, is when we are going to have a workable soul phone. Our irrepressible, wonderful friend, Dr. Gary Schwartz, is one of a handful of researchers who have been working with beings not in bodies in an effort to develop a reliable means of electronic afterlife communication. And his delightful term for this greatest of all breakthroughs is the soul phone. And wow, has that ever stuck. That is a term which has seized everybody's imagination who has heard of it. So I was delighted when my friend Mark Pitstek, who has been working with Gary on the soul phone project, I was delighted when he said he'd be happy to join us today and give us a little update. Now, Mark works directly on the Soul Phone Project. He's going to tell us a little about what's new there, and today he'll also tell us about some of the outreach that's about to be done to introduce this amazing concept to the world. For example, beginning in 2020, there's going to be something they're calling SEED Events. That stands for, they love doing this, stands for Soul Phone Education and Ethics Demonstration SEED. He has an announcement to make about those events today. Our friend Mark Pitstick has a background in pastoral counseling with a master's degree in clinical psychology and a doctorate in chiropractic health care. Then he became a leading afterlife researcher with a number of good books in this field. He's certified in past life regression therapy by Brian Weiss and in the facilitated after-death contact technique by Raymond Moody. And he's a board member for that wonderful bereaved parents group helping parents heal. He's the director of the Soul Phone Foundation, and he works with Gary Schwartz on Soul Phone Research directly at the University of Arizona at Tucson. So if anybody is a leading and well-credentialed worker in this field, it's our friend Mark Pitstick. He's with us today for the third time. Welcome, Mark. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you very much, Roberta. Thank you for sharing this information with your audience. Well, everybody's dying to hear it. Our engineer even said, oh, I can't wait to hear this one. So this is uh, they were, no pressure or anything, but a lot of people want to know what's going on. First, though, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, first of all, Roberta, there's some evidence that I came to this world a little different than the average person. When I was six years old, my parents were showing me a beautiful sunset, and I told them it reminded me of God. Now, I was brought up a Lutheran. It was always God the Father this and so on. And there's really no reason I would have associated a beautiful nature scene with the divine unless perhaps I, I remembered uh, the greater reality. Now, they only told me that 20 years later when I was in theology school. And over the years, I've had various psychics, mediums, or readers, etc. say, Wow, you know, I've never met one like you. I've heard of them, but I've never met one. And so they all say, and again, independently, um, that I'm a, a teaching soul that doesn't come to earth very often, uh, a blueprinter perhaps to bring in some big news. So um, I was a little different as, a, as a, a young person. I had to work to fit in. You know, human ways didn't make much sense to me sometimes. Like, uh, I mean, I was at a vivid athlete, but um, I thought, gosh, you know, if we would take just 10% of the money spent on these big televised games, 
think how many poor and hungry people that would feed. Not your usual thought for a 12-year-old. I um, started working in hospitals at age 19 when I was in my pre-medical studies at Ohio State and uh, quickly was trained to do code 4s, cardiopulmonary resuscitation, etc., and was around one or more people who died just about every shift. Uh, seeing that, especially little children die, drove me to my knees. I wasn't prepared um, because I had been taught God was all-knowing, all-loving, all-powerful. Well, if that's the case, why was all this happening? So I set off then to learn for myself one way or the other. Is there really an afterlife? Is there really a God? You know, why is there suffering, etc.? Uh, that's the training that you mentioned. Now, fast forward to um, over three years ago, and Dr. Schwartz asked me to join the Soul Phone uh, Work Project, and I couldn't refuse because, to my knowledge, it's the most promising uh, approach, and I'll share a little bit later with you some of the things we've achieved already. So this is something which you feel really called to do. Um, I, I'm excited about it, too. I, I've not been in touch with Dr. Schwartz about it for probably a year or two now. Um, but I used to always bug him to tell me what was new. And um, it's exciting. It's very exciting. One thing, though, people have to understand right off the bat is that communicating with the dead electronically is not rocket science. No, actually, it's a great deal more difficult to develop than mere rocket science would be. This is the hardest thing for us to do. And in fact, if it were not for the fact that beings not in bodies are working closely now with people, some people who are in bodies to make it happen, if that weren't true, it would be impossible. We would be wasting our time to try. This is a completely rigged game. But fortunately, we there are people who not, are not now in bodies, many of whom are famous, that, that uh, you know, famous scientists and so on, that are trying very hard to help us make this happen. So they're just to understand that they are working against impossible odds. That this is, this is, it's amazing it happens at all, and it's happening more and more clearly now. Um, very, very exciting. Um, so, Mark, let's talk about his grounding work, Dr. Schwartz's grounding work, uh, to, to measure the signals that they call them post-material persons. We, we here call them people not in bodies at the moment, but it's the same thing. People who had been in bodies and are now there working on the other side. Talk a little bit about the historical work they've done at, at Dr. Schwartz's uh, lab. Sure. As your audience may know, Dr. Schwartz uh, is trained at Harvard and Cornell, a Harvard professor, then a tenured Yale professor. So that would have been an extraordinary career for most people. He was one of the handful of people, by the way, who started, pioneered behavioral medicine in the 70s. Just a huge intellect. Well, 20 years ago, he became a senior professor at the University of Arizona because they were giving him more leeway for the sort of research he wanted to do. He was 55 at the time and wanted to explore the question of afterlife survival. Uh, does consciousness really continue after bodily death? He started, as you know, with studies of mediums, as described in his book, The Afterlife Experiments, and found using double and even triple blind studies that indeed some mediums had very highly specific abilities to communicate with 
post-material persons. And let me take a side uh, bar for a moment. We use that term, and I know it's cumbersome, but any term that's new to the ear and brain will be. Uh, but it turns out from all our indications that those who have passed on are or can be just as physical as we. So we found that many of our previous descriptors, spirits, you know, they're not gauzy flying around the air like Casper the Friendly Ghost. The dead, they're not at all dead. They're more alive than we. The non-physical, nope, they're physical still. And so that's why we went with material persons for those living on Earth, post-material persons for those who have changed worlds. Well, Could I just uh, interrupt for a second and put in a plug for that book? The Afterlife Experiments by Gary Schwartz is a must-read if you are, like me, very skeptical of mediums. He convinced me with that book that mediums really are real. What they're doing is very difficult, but the very best mediums are very good indeed. So <laughs> The Afterlife Experiments by Dr. Schwartz, he made me a believer, and I think that's why i got to kind of keep plugging his book. Mm-hmm. Well, then after working with these various mediums, Roberta, um, they some of them became colleagues, about 10 of the, the best of the best in the U.S., and they started feeding him, again, independently. They didn't collaborate about this. Hey, Gary, um, Albert Einstein keeps telling me you're supposed to build a technological device so we can communicate at a much higher rate uh, with a greater quantity and quality of information. And when he kept hearing the same message independently from different mediums, he said, okay. So he uh, set to work on that 11 years ago. <clears throat> Fortunately, being a senior professor, he has uh, the aid of electrical engineers, software specialists, optical physicists, etc. And over the years then, produced a series of devices we know now in retrospect that the term cell phone might be misleading because in today's age of cell phones, people are like, well, when can I you know, buy this cell phone? That's right. That's right. That's an overarching term for, uh, for anticipated devices. And we actually have the first now, the switch. And so people can visit our website, soulphone.org, and learn that the soul switch binary indicator allowing yes no answers from those in another part of the greater reality uh, the research replicated multi-center research has already shown clearly dr schwartz says definitively demonstrated to, with 99.9 percent certainty as a scientist a that life continues after bodily death and b that some of those post-material persons can communicate with us yeah, I had seen um, some pretty impressive things in his laboratory even a few years back. Um, and we, talk about the switch because uh, he demonstrated that actually at a symposium where I was uh, also attending. Well, the switch is kind of like a light switch, a yes or no. Uh, many devices are built upon binary switches, for example, keyboard, which may be in front of some of your listeners if you push the K key, for example, that's a yes for the K and a no for everything else. And so the first commercializable, practically utilizable device will be what's called the sole keyboard. And it will incorporate about 42 switches. Uh, Dr. Schwartz anticipates that the first keyboard will be about four foot long, three foot wide. But 
hey, who cares? You know, we're going to be texting. Yeah. It, won't, it won't matter. Yeah, we, it yeah. doesn't have to fit in the pocket quite yet. That's brand new to me. He <laughs> is uh, creating a keyboard like the keyboard you'd have on your computer, which will let you write words and let them write words to us. Actually, what we're doing is, it's a great question, it is perfecting the switch. Right now, the switch we have is 70 to 80% reliable, but that's not high enough. And yeah. uh, the next stage is a 99% accurate, reliable switch to then begin building the sole keyboard. You mentioned wow. the seed events. Actually, we're um, going to postpone those because we just heard four days ago from one of our electrical engineers. Uh, he's a senior um, previously professor for 30 years in the field, many patents. This guy's a genius. He had a huge breakthrough. And, of course, I can't go into much detail because this is patentable information uh, that will allow us to create what we call a, an electronic switch. Uh, so with that advent, our funding needed decreased by two-thirds, and our time frame uh, is probably at one year now before we'll have or at least well on our way toward the sole keyboard. Wow, that's very exciting. Thank you for – you heard it here first, folks. We've just broken some news on Secret Reality. Thank you so much, Mark. That's exciting. So, so wait, you said that there were there were four uh, specific things he was lurking, looking to invent. Is the keyboard then the second one? The first one being the switch. Correct. And with the sole keyboard, then we'll be able to get a much greater quality and quality of information from what we call the A team. Um, Quote, deceased luminaries, Albert Einstein, Carl Sagan, Nikola Tesla, David Bohm, a Princeton quantum physicist and mathematician. Uh, these individuals are just waiting to be able to pass on a large, event, a large amount of information that even the top mediums can't bring through. Um, and so Dr. Schwartz considers that once we have the soul keyboard, we'll be off to the races. There are about 30 on the A-team. But they say through the different mediums that there are hundreds more like them just waiting in the wings, waiting to pass on key bits of information. With that, then, the third device will be called Soul Audio. It will be what we're doing right now, talking. You know, I'm 66 years old. So when I was a kid, we grew up with a party line, four numbers. And, you know, it, it was amazing yes. to me that. You could talk to somebody on the other side of the town. Well, now we talk to somebody in oh, China yeah. and don't think twice about it. So this is That's just right. another extension in things. So the, so he's going to go from uh, the switch and the keyboard to audio. That's a huge step to get to audio. Before, the, the, the people not in, in bodies, the, the experts, the real experts who are doing the work, said that they were lay, sort of laying cable, but it's not really cable. In order for signals to be clear to Earth, they were telling us that they had to um, effectively lay what amounted to spiritual cable through the lowest levels, which are very negative. And, and that's the last kind of, when I sort of started doing other things and stopped being as interested, that's the last I heard. Is that is that really, because how else are they going to get the, the voices through unless that's been done? 
you know what's going on with that? Well, first of all, this idea of laying cable, that's actually news to me. We hear different things from different mediums around the world, but we are very careful to focus on what we know for a fact through replicated research. Uh, You know, there are a number of possibilities, but um, again, we're going to focus on what have we found in the lab? What have we found through duplicated studies? But to answer your question, it turns out to be a question of frequency, and we have some um, intellectual property from people like Bohm and others uh, about the particular spectrum on the electromagnetic field through which they can best be communicated with both with audio and also with video, with, which is the fourth device, soul video. And that would be like Skype, FaceTime, Zoom, where you're, only, you're talking and seeing the person. So it's a matter of um, they say they are right here. They are historical energy systems. And yes. they have described to us that they can multilocate, that is, be in many more than one place at a time doing different things. And so they are you know, right beside us, as mediums and others have claimed. And it's a matter of us getting on the same frequency, the same wavelength, just like tuning in a radio show. Yes. Wow, this is very exciting. So uh, you, one of the things that you said is that, that there are studies about to be done in other universities. Um, and I, you, and your, you and your letters, MCMBRCT, multi-centered, <laughs> multi-blind, randomized control trial studies. And you say those are the gold standard of scientific research. So there are other universities who are being going to be doing this and replicating some of what Dr. Schwartz has done? Yes. However, that's going to go on hold also. And again, you're... I sent out an email to about 30 of our foundation team members. Besides them, your listeners are the first ones on the planet to know about this. Because of this breakthrough with the electronics, I'll switch. Before, we were using a plasma globe. Uh, Dr. Schwartz wrote up a journal article on this in the journal Explore. Um, and the, oh. link, the link to the abstract is on the website soulphone.org. Uh, so we're using a, a plasma globe to have a switch, and that's what we're going to have the different universities um, replicate. However, now with the quite uh, possible entrance um, of the electronic soul switch, perhaps as early as mid-2020, we're going to wait for these multicenter studies when we can use the much more accurate, reliable, and commercializable electronic switch. Wow, that's very exciting. Um, so, so that's on hold, but I mean, is, he, is he still doing papers? Uh, that's something that he was doing and, and uh, doing peer-reviewed papers. I know he has, he's published rather widely. Um, so is that, is that also on hold while he gets sort of more developed? Well, first of all, he has, as you say, written over 600 peer-reviewed journal-published studies. It's a huge number uh, right. for, for a scientist. Um, he will write a couple more papers describing what we've been doing with the plasma globe switch uh, because it's really um, unprecedented research. Again, 
definitively demonstrating that life continues after bodily death. This is the first time that statement could be made accurately and reliably uh, in the history of humanity. And then also the rudimentary communication has occurred. So those are both huge bits of information. And he'll be writing more about that. However, starting next week, we will change our focus to, for the most part, to then the electronic switch. And then we're wow. back to the beginning. Then we'll have to do you know, uh, research and then replicate. And so it will take a while before that body of work is ready to be written up. Well, this is all very exciting. And you say this is that this electronic soul switch will make it less costly to get to the next level is, is what your asset, your assessment is. Yes. We, up until last Friday, we thought we would have to raise $3 million and it would take about two years. We would have to have a clean room, a full-time software programmer, a full-time electrical engineer, etc., to achieve this electronic switch. And this engineer emails us with the, in the, Subject line, success, all in caps, and he did it. He's already obtaining patents for this because he said this particular device will also solve multiple problems that electrical engineers have faced, and he anticipates a very broad scientific technology impact as well. So it's helping um, in other ways also, and it will across the board. You know, we've talked that we talked at lunch uh, in Arizona about the impact on law, on entertainment, on technology, health care, global caring for our planet, etc. Well, that's very exciting. So you're saying it's going to cost less to develop. And maybe if it has a, if this, this switch has a broader uh, application, it'll be able to pay for itself it'll be able to you earn in a variety of fields and use that money to develop um better develop communication with people who aren't right here with us that's pretty exciting yes dr schwartz anticipates and now again it will cost perhaps a third of that or less much quicker and yes certainly once we have the sole keyboard then it's going to be quite apparent all the various technological advantages and uh, funding will be no problem. We'll be able to have a, a large team to achieve this sole audio and sole video quickly. And by the way, the ultimate goal on the sole video is to have holographic images so that when we're talking with our, quote, deceased loved ones or these post-material luminaries, we'll be able to see them in the room uh, like us with a holographic image. Yeah, in general, that seems to be what goes on there anyway. They, they, uh, we don't. I don't think that people who uh, hear from here from folks that are there really understand it. But it does seem that they are. They aren't just seeing flat screens. They're seeing holograms. Very exciting. Very, very exciting. This is fun. So, all right. Now you, you've done. You, you talk about greater reality. I'm. I'm assuming you mean the same. Um, definition of greater reality that's commonly used among afterlife researchers, right? The whole of reality, including the material aspects and the non-material aspects? Well, once again, it's all material. Uh, We break it down to, yes, we say the greater reality is all that exists, the sum total of reality, with an asterisk that 
humans can perceive much less than 1% of that. So, Mm -hmm. you know, religion and understanding of spiritual matters has really been hampered over the years, partly by archaic language. So we've said, you know, there's earth and then there's heaven. There's the spiritual and there's physical. Well, actually, a better way to um, label that would be what most people can sense with their five senses and what most people can't sense. And, of course, those definitions are blurred because some uh, sensitive individuals with clear abilities can see, hear, feel, etc., things that most people can't. But, yeah, it turns out that, and this is one reason we use a uh, acronym or a synonym for God as life unfolding or life itself. In other words, Dr. Schwartz and I have many wonderful, long, deep conversations, and we agree that – Everything is life. Um, You know, the Hindus had this down very well thousands of years ago. They say it's a dance of energy. It's God breathing in and out. And uh, so it's it's all creator, um, creator and sustainer. Another way scientifically look at it would be the term info energy systems. And that's what's going on. Again, David Bohm in his book, Wholeness and Implicate Order, described it very well in both Hindu and quantum physics terms. He said that what's really going on is a sea of energy, what he called the plenum soup. Um, But periodically, there'll be a ripple of excitation on the surface of this sea of energy. Now, to a human with a limited brain uh, receiver who can only pick up much less than 1% of reality – that will look like a solid earthly incarnation in which a person believes they can die, they're separate from God, they're separate from each other, they're fearful, etc. But there's another view, which is the wholeness of all this, of which we each are integral, infinite, and eternal parts. Beings not in bodies have been telling many mediums that these breakthroughs were imminent, and then more years passed, and we got you know we're tapping our our shoes nervously, waiting for this to actually be be actual, not just imminent. But what you're saying, I think, is that Dr. Schwartz's work is has come to a place where it now can. It, it's, it's put aside some major roadblocks, and now it can evolve fairly rapidly. Is that what you're saying? I don't mean to put words in your mouth. Yeah, um, that's accurate. We, uh, we still appreciate input from mediums. You know, I've gotten to know a number of them over the years, and it, it's really funny. And we'll tell some of the backstories in a book someday. But, uh, for example, some of the mediums will call up Gary and say, Gary, I'm told to um, pass on these words to you. I don't even know if it's English. And you're like, <laughs> I don't even know. That's fun. Yeah. And Gary says, <laughs> really- thank you. This is exactly what I need to hear right now. I was considering whether to enhance the capacitance or whether I should focus more on impedance. Uh, so we welcome input from mediums. But, yes, as you say, we are getting – very close to the point where we'll be able to get the information uh, from these post-material persons more quickly, more fully. Uh, by the way, and this is described in the book Dr. Schwartz and I wrote called Greater Reality Living. Uh, in the afterward, we tell that a couple years ago I had a, a meeting uh, with Rhonda, his wife, who's one of the top research mediums, Dr. Yes. Schwartz, and several of the 18 members. And 
<clears throat> it came out, uh, one of my questions was, if and when we have the technology to uh, allow webinars, to set webinars, whether it's via you all typing or speaking or can see you too, would you be able and willing to do these webinars and help us address our biggest problems on earth? And Rhonda started laughing and she said, they're pushing each other out of the way to get first in line. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Oh, yes. Um, some of the wonderful things that we expect, we're just impatient for them to happen. So if you're, say, so you're saying you think within a year or two we'll maybe have a keyboard? Is that too fast? Or you're still working on the switch, but you've had this breakthrough. Does that mean a keyboard, you know, in 2021 or 2022? Uh, well, it partly depends on funding. Again, we still do need eh, maybe 900,000 now we're down to. And so we appreciate uh, people going to the website, soulphone.org, and look at participate. We have various levels of membership and nice gifts for each one of those, uh, including a tour of the lab and um, using the first device to visit with a departed loved one. Uh, so it depends on funding, but yes, I think it's not uh, outside the um, practical realm of possibilities that a year, certainly a year and a half, we should have an operating keyboard. Wow, that's wonderful. <laughs> that's very exciting. I can't, I'm going to have to go visit my friend Gary again and look over his shoulder a little bit because I think uh, I think that is potentially very very exciting indeed. And and so he he's a he's helping other universities to replicate his work. So he's building that basis. And then you're talking about um, going out and doing these seed meetings now delayed because uh, of this this new exciting uh, uh, news. But what, would you, tell us what those will be when they when they start to happen. <clears throat> well, they may change. Keep in mind, because the technology will likely have advanced so much, what was planned was a day-long event. Dr. Schwartz and Rhonda would appear via teleconferencing. We had 12 cities targeted uh, starting in February through May. And Dr. Schwartz would present, first of all, and talk about the science behind the soul phone. Rhonda would talk about evidential mediums, what those are, that is mediums who can consistently gather a, a high number of specific hits versus you know general and vague, and then also right. about the, the A-team that we've mentioned. I would then be present for these events and talk about greater reality living, that is once we know about the greater reality and that we each are important parts of that and eternal parts of that, how does that affect the way we live? And we don't pretend to um, prescribe what that will look like, uh, but we do know that uh, just as many people have had transformative experiences from near-death experiences, etc., likewise, seeing this demonstration, knowing without a doubt that life is eternal, will then transform people and ask them, encourage them to then start asking big questions, prioritize their focus on perhaps less materialism and more loving service, self-development, self-care, etc. So that's why I'll talk about the many benefits of this information. Then we are going to have a 
series of demonstrations. First of all, the device with no one near it, what we call a no participant control baseline. And just what you expect on a flatline EEG or EKG, very little activity along the x-axis because no one's touching the sensory device. Then we would have a human attendee from the audience come up and touch the device and see their big energy, you know, because they're right there, their hands are on it. Then invite one of the A-team members, most likely Susie Smith, who passed in 2001. She was an author of 30 books on afterlife topics. Have her then interact with technology and show her statistically significant, measurable, and, and demonstrable in three different ways energy as she answers yes, no to various tests. And we can talk about those later a bit if you want. Then um, explaining the results of that and, again, the impact. You know, this is all practical. How does this help people get through life better, love one another? You know, just follow the, the golden rule, the basic religious teachings, and make our world a better place. We, we, the theory that uh, many afterlife researchers have had is that when it is undeniable by average people, and every, every, every average people have easy ways to, to prove to themselves that indeed life is eternal, that the game is up for science. At that point, as Tesla said, more progress will be made in five years than has been made in the entire history of science from hmm. the beginning to today. So that's big. Uh, but and because once they're really doing all of this, it, it's it's going to be so much easier. I mean, I'm trying to do science. I never even took a course in physics. But what what I tell people, sort of as a as an anecdote, is when you have an app on your phone that will let you call up your great 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 grandma and get her secret recipe, and you get to get that recipe and you cook with it. At that point, at that moment, even before we go farther than that, when you can do that, the jig is up for science. P- people um, like people like Dr. Schwartz are going to be seen as the great pioneers in something which everybody is going to then know about. It's going to be obvious. So when can we have our app? That's what I'd like to know. That would be great. That's a lot smaller than the keyboard, but – you know, the first flight, which, you know, coincidentally, I was, I forgot, 70 years ago, no, no more than that today. But uh, what, the first flight was 120 feet or something like that. And uh, this is going to be so much bigger, so much more wonderful. Yeah, a couple of things. First of all, you mentioned uh, Tesla. In this same meeting with uh, Rhonda speaking for some of the A-team members, um, we were talking about multi-location, you know, being able to do more than one thing at a time. And, and Tessa said, if you think I had some amazing inventions while I was on Earth, wait till you see what I've been working on here. Yes, yes. So it's very exciting. But I don't say uh, that the, the jig is up for science. Our hope is that science and spirituality will then come together. In fact, that's one of Dr. Schwartz's goals to start a – um, Soul Science Institute at the University of Arizona uh, with some of the proceeds from this technology because science very important. I mean, we're using science to prove this. It's re- you know, it's really kind of basic. You have nobody near the equipment, you see no result. You ask a series of quote spirits to come in and touch, and you repeat it, and you see statistically significant um, difference. And that's science in a nutshell. 
Well, yes. Um, and indeed, it should be easy to get them to participate. The problem we've had, though, is that many people have tried, and what they've done is to try to, as, as far as possible, debunk what's been done. I mean, Gary proved with that with his book, The Afterlife Experiments, he proved that uh, people are in mental contact with the dead, but that made no difference, hardly a ripple. The only way it's going to, I think, make a ripple is if we can get give people something they can use themselves, and so they know that that we we're going to have to shame them into it mark i don't think we can i don't think they're going to just kumbaya with uh, with people who are working on these great projects unless we shame them into it i hate to say that maybe i'm just cynical i don't know but i just don't think that they're going to give up that easily well yeah i understand the importance of creating ripples and i'm uh, being the director of the soul phone foundation we have two goals one to help raise funds for Dr. Schwartz's work at the university, but the other is to educate, and that's why we've started these greater reality living groups. Uh, We have, I think, 10 going on now in three different countries. I'll be starting, I think, in January or February, online greater reality living um, meetings for people around the world, and our focus is fivefold, and that can be remembered with the acronym LIVES, as in all lives matter. And we have not just this one, but many different lives throughout eternity. And the L stands for learn the evidence, the scientific evidence that we've described some of, but also the clinical evidence. There's an amazing body of information from top university professors, physicians, etc., that also adds to the scientific evidence that makes it clear that uh, life continues on. excuse me, the I stands for internalize this great news because people have become afraid to hope. People have been hurt and disappointed. Lies are passed around uh, these days. So um, cavalier and and, um, so it's important for people to internalize this great news to get past the old misinformation, the old wounds and realize, my gosh, you know, there is a uh, meaning behind the universe. This isn't a random, chaotic, fearful trip. The right. V for vitalize yourself holistically because uh, it takes energy to understand this, to, I say, know and show this in your life. And so it's important for us all to fine-tune ourselves, fine-tune the temple of the soul so we have enough energy and vitality to meet our daily needs and then also extra to brighten the corner where we are. The E in the LIVES acronym stands for enjoy the many benefits. We've mentioned some of those. And finally, the S, serve others and make the world a better place. Uh, Dr. Schwartz and I agreed very early on that we needed to create the book and the groups to assist this paradigm shift because, as you say, it's, it's big news and how do we get it out and then how do we prepare people to handle it, to wrap their mind around it once it's out. We also heard from many people that um, they didn't have family and friends with whom they could share their personal experiences. Perhaps they had an after-death communication, but they were afraid if they told anyone, they'd be considered kooky or crazy. So that's why we've created these safe, respectful, inclusive places where people can learn the evidence, share their personal experiences, and consider how to grow together. 
well, there's a lot going on there. Do you feel, you feel overburdened by it all? Because I, I don't see how one person can be doing all of this at once. Do you ever no. sleep? Maybe you don't sleep. That would be your secret. Well, actually, I find myself energized by it. You know, like most of us, I've had my shots throughout my life, disappointments, divorce, financial loss, broken dreams, etc. But now looking back at all that, I can see how all of that comes into play and allows me to do what I'm doing now at such a high level. So actually, this is the highest uh, fulfillment of what I could ever do. And so it's extremely exciting. Um, some of my friends are retiring now and, you know, they tell me they get up and they watch TV and then they <laughs> Can go. Can you oh. imagine? Yes. <laughs> I'm oh, like, I have the same oh thing. God. Yes. Yeah, I'm in my 70s. I have never been younger than I am right now. I've never been more alive. And I know you feel the same way. That's the big secret. They don't tell us when we're young. The best time of life is when you are theoretically old because you have all that experience. As you say, you've had the knocks, but they only made you stronger. And so now you can do what you came to Earth to do. It's just a wonderful time of life. It can be. And I say for any stage of life, I encourage people to um, identify their callings. And on my website, soulproof.com, there's an article, How to Identify and Fulfill Your Missions. And I have created a little uh, audio um, program to help people do that under deep relaxation because that's one of the keys. So many people uh, feel discontented, creative, discontent, malaise, you know, they don't know who they are, why they're here. And when they glimpse, even start glimpsing some of that, then all of a sudden life becomes much more exciting, fulfilling, makes more sense. Now, if people wanted to contact you, what would be the best way to do that? Um, my email address is on uh, my website, soulproof.com. So, yeah, let's talk about that. First of all, I'm not very accessible now because I'm just so busy, and I've had to learn to prioritize in the past. I could respond to emails and even phone calls, but I just can't now. And that's why I've worked very hard to create a lot of resources for people. So, again, at soulproof.com. There are 54 articles, some of them 20-some pages in length, that deal with the most commonly asked questions and challenges. When a loved one passes on, when a dear one dies by suicide, when a pet passes, etc. I don't think I've missed any. Also, at the uh, top tab, radio shows are a series of radio shows, interviews with Wayne Dyer, Raymond Moody, Brian Weiss, you know, the, Michael Newton, the best of the best. And so people can um, read the articles, listen to shows, get the free email uh, newsletters, and that will answer most all their questions. Okay, so you don't encourage people to reach out to you. You encourage them to come to your website and learn from you. And if they're interested in getting involved in funding, helping to fund um, this these wonderful developments, it would be the soulphonefoundation.org? Um, yes. Again, there are email addresses on on both those websites, soulphone.org and soulproof.com, where they can reach us. Also, if people want to start a group in their area, these are just getting started. Uh, and if people have – I mean, I get many emails every day from people around the world. And so I have – 
templates that I can send out in a minute to provide a huge amount of information for them. Wow. Well, you know, this has been a lot of fun. We have come to the end of our time, but I'm excited about what you're doing, and I'm going to keep watching it, and we'll have you back again, you know, when you have a little more to – we want to watch this happen here and see mm-hmm. reality. So keep telling me what's going on so we can do this again every few months if possible. And meanwhile, consider yourself hugged. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, thank you so much, and thank you again for uh, sharing this with others, Roberta. We appreciate what you're doing. Oh, thank you. Wonderful. That's, this, is, this is a love fest, everyone. I, I think you already realize that, but there are very few people in this field, and the people who are in this field really love and support one another. So thank you so much, Mark. And for everyone, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. What an exciting time to be alive. I'm really glad you could be with us today. And please never forget that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began. You never will end. And when you really get what that means, it's going to change everything in your life for the better. Next week, our guest for the second time is going to be Patrick J. McCulloch, and that's the pen name of a friend of mine. In his youth, Patrick was the victim of a barbaric cult. Oh, my goodness. And clearly, that experience has marked him in a number of ways for life, but also it has transformed him positively and helped him to grow spiritually in wonderful ways. He was with us early this year to talk about his actually surprisingly enjoyable, given what it's about, an uplifting book called The Face of the Iguana. Next week, our focus is going to be on our own spiritual growth with a guest who continues to demonstrate how we all can grow from even the very worst experiences. So please join us. And, of course, this week we've been talking with Mark Pitstick, who's an afterlife researcher, writer, and all-around adventurer in this exciting field. He has a master's degree in clinical psychology, a doctorate in chiropractic health care, and he directs the Soul Phone Foundation, which is Gary Schwartz's baby. Oh, you've got to give Gary a lot of credit. He assists Gary also in the work he's doing. So he's really our, our go-to person to try to understand what's happening with the, with the Soul Phone Project. Mark tells us his goal is to demonstrate the truth to you. No matter what you think is going on around you, there is a truth. And that truth is that the earthly experience is, as he puts it, a totally safe, meaningful, and magnificent adventure amidst forever. Oh, my dear Mark, that is exactly right. Amen to that. As you know, my own nonfiction books are Liberating Jesus, My Thomas, The Fun of Dying, The Fun of Staying in Touch, The Fun of Growing Forever, The Fun of Living Together, and coming out in early 2020, The Fun of Loving Jesus, Embracing the Christianity that Jesus Taught. For young children, there is The Fun of Growing with Jesus, which is coming up next year, and we already have out The Fun of Meeting Jesus. Both are beautiful picture books. All of my books that are for adults are available, of course, on Amazon, but also they're available as audiobooks so that you can listen rather than read. If you want to talk about any of my books, if you want to talk about anything at all, you can always contact me through the contact block on robertagrimes.com. I personally answer every email. It can take me a week to get to yours, but I answer every one of them. So please be sure to give me your correct email address. Past episodes of Seek Reality are available on webtalkradio.net, realrevolutionradio.com, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and many other stations, including those in the wonderful Dream Vision 7 radio family. And many people tell me that they just go and get the free app at the iTunes App Store and just listen. You'll automatically get each new episode of Seek Reality right to your app. 
Meanwhile, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please enjoy and please make the most of this coming week in our one reality, knowing that you are a powerful, eternal being, and you, most of all in the universe, you are infinitely loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Join us every week as we explore what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about the one reality we all share. Knowing the truth changes everything.